0: Welcome to episode 78 of Drew's Sports Crew here on the Sunday night. You might be like, Drew, you were just on the screen here on YouTube. Yep, you bet I was, and I am back here for, now I'm on solo duty here. Um, We just recorded at 7 o'clock here. Drew's College Athlete Spotlight Season 2, Episode 1 featuring Sabrina Moore. That will come out Wednesday for the listening audience here. Otherwise, if you want to be ahead of the game, Go check it out on YouTube. It was a great episode, and again, I want to thank Sabrina for coming on. And we also had Bernie Vanden, who, he was backstage. He was on on Mel and what we're using here, and it was a lot of fun. It was a great episode. So again, go check that out. But today, here for episode seventy-eight, we got to talk about high school football, EWC conference games. They they kicked off. We got to talk about how those went. Also, we got we sadly have to do some Milwaukee Brewers updates. It's been It has been something lately. And then we'll be doing a little Green Bay Packer preview here for week one. We'll be talking a little bit about that here in this episode. But first, announcements, as always, at Drew Sports Crew is where you'll find the Instagram and Twitter. And then at Drew Sports Crew, if you want to buy some hats, as you see down below. Otherwise, live stream days. I did mention this on the last stream. So tomorrow night, so Monday night, Labor Day. Around 7 o'clock Central, we will be live. It be myself. Zach Roush will be on with me. We'll bring some guests on. We'll bring some listeners on. We'll have a lot of fun. I think an hour, hour, hour and a half. We'll be talking some fantasy football. Just that. Zach will be doing a $20 Listener League draft. I'll be doing a best ball draft. So we'll be just throwing things at each other, ideas, thoughts, bring some listeners, like I said, in just to have some fun. If you're interested ever coming on too, contact me. We have 15-minute slots open throughout. We'll have we'll have some guests on. So keep that in mind. I already talked about the hats, so I can cross that one off here, the announcements. Fantasia, right? You got to join me for fantasy football. We already have a league filled. If you can't get into a league, why not some DFS on Fantasia? It's a lot of fun. You can sign up right away, and it's, it's very easy to do. I mean, we've done episodes talking about this. I've talked with the founder of Fantasia Labs, which is Fantasia Sports there. And I've also talked with with the marketing team there and on episodes. Look, it's a lot of fun. Just go check those episodes out. And the app is just a great app. The overlay, just the layout of the app. We've heard great things about it, even from myself, of course. Thrive Fantasy is the last thing, right? If you want to kick off your journey to a million, check out Thrive for all your house prop and contest needs there. They do a lot of over-under stuff. So that's where you can go for that. Use code J2M to get started today. And then let's go here. So, announcements, just over three minutes. I got through all of them. All of them are done. So, uh, let's go through it here. We have the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. We got to talk about some football. Week one of conference games, like I said, they have come and gone already. Right? Season's already flying by. And for those seniors, it was their last first conference game. I know that's a mouthful, but it's true. That's what it was. And let's go through the scores here. First game, we're going to be talking about Valders and New Holstein. I mentioned, I actually had this as the game of the week. I was like, hold on, the Valder's Vikings imp- impressed or shocked some people with their one-on-one start to the season. And I was like, okay, well, let's see how this Valder's team performs against Team New Holstein, where many people have them similarly ranked in the conference, kind of, not really. And so I was like, game of the week for sure is kind of where I put that one. New Holstein took care of business here against Valors 33 to nine was the final Valors jumps out to a six, nothing lead with a Leah Sparks 66 yard touchdown. And then he also had a field goal. So Elias Sparks puts up nine points and he had all nine points basically for the Valors Vikings there. And then yeah, New Holstein, they they scored a touchdown uh, in the second quarter. And then we saw it was basically all new Holstein, the rest of the way. No Valder's stats are in, unfortunately. Hopefully we can get those in. Uh, Sean Floyd was the quarterback, three for six there with 142 hard 42 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And then for rushing, Luke Graf 10 for 43. Mason Buten, one for 34. And then I didn't mention Graf also had two touchdowns for him, receiving Luke Graff, one reception, 79 yards. Noah Hausler, one reception for 58 yards. Both of them had touchdowns. Receiving as well, one interception. Also, Luke from Luke Graf. He had himself a game, as you can see. Also, got to keep in mind. Uh, well, no valor stats, but all stats and scores are coming from WSN, as it says in the bio. So, if you are interested in checking out these stats, please. The link is there. Thank you again to WSN for providing or for having the the scores, the stats here, and then all the conference standing stats. Basically, all, all all of your EWC needs. It's all on WSN. Go check them out. Next game here. Ron Collie and two Rivers. 64-0 was the final. The two Rivers Raiders took care of business. They have started their season off to an incredible start here. Like historic start. And they were up so they had 20 they're up 26-0, end of one. They and then they put up 18 points. So they go up forty-four points. 44 nothing at half. And, and then yeah, it's all, it's all two rivers. Um, no points scored by the Jets. We'll go through the stats. They're crazy, of course. Justin Klinkner, 10 for 11, 133 yards with three touchdowns. Chase, Chase Mathias, 15 for 104, 6.9 yards per attempt. Four touchdowns for him. Justin Klinkner then had a rushing touchdown there. The receivers, Elijah Mott, one for 50 with a touchdown. Oren Gauger, two for seven with a touchdown. Austin Phillips, one for twenty-three with a touchdown. DeAndre McPherson, one for seven with a touchdown. A lot of touchdowns. A lot to add there. Braden Reimer, it says only had or he was 17 for 35 there rushing. And then he also had a reception for the Jets. Landon Halupni then was eight for 23 with three interceptions. And for those, we saw. Three even people get them. Xander Pop, we saw get an interception. Justin Klinkner, then Orrin Gauger, and then Chase Mathias. Then also I see he forced two fumbles is what we got. Two sacks also for Damien Gretz. Then I'll add in there for the stats. So, yeah, Two reverse takes care of business. We'll get to the stats and standings. It's something here. Here's for a game. Keel and Brilliant. This ended up being the true game of the week, I'd say. 2720, Keel gets a goal line, sc- a goal line stop to secure the victory here at brilliant. And it it was quite the game is what we heard. No stats from either side, unfortunately, but we, but, you know, going through it, it was 20 to 13 at half. Keel then goes up 27, 13, and then brilliant gets a touchdown in the fourth and then almost got another one. Unfortunately, they don't get the job done. They got their first interception. They had a D lineman get their first interception. Derek Fisher got it there for the lions. But yeah, Keel gets the job done. They they get they go one and zero to conference. Where Brilliant goes zero one 0 three overall. There, that's kind of the report we got. I also I have Jaden Bastion had the first touchdown for the Brilliant Lions. Is what I can add. So hopefully, coaches again get that up on WSN. So we'll go to the next game here. Chilton they travel to Kohler to face the KLC Blue Bombers and this game a lot of points were put up. Chilton gets the job done. Forty 49- nine to 20 was the final Chilton was up 14, nothing end of one. And then they go up 28, six at half and yeah, they, they get the job done easy. Sorry for Chilton was, you know, they had a balanced attack here, rushing and passing. They go seven for 11 was Max Miller with a touchdown. I guess it wasn't really that balanced eight, eight passing completions to 47 carries. Maybe I should rephrase that. They had a rush heavy attack and it was led, you know, Jared Gell, 15 for 104, and then Zach Hallbach 13 for 92. Both of them had two touchdowns. Max Miller had two touchdowns then on the ground, and then he had one passing touchdown there. And the receivers, it was two for 42, was Dalton Tash, and then Zach Zach Hallbach also had a receiving touchdown for KLC. Noah Hyden's been that guy. We were talking about him at the start of the year. Look eight for 111 with two touchdowns there for KLC. He has been uh, the bright spot. I mean for this KLC offense, he's really been that one guy. Uh, also, Cole Brandemuehl, 11 for 22 with three touchdowns for him. And then rushing wise, Cole Brandemuehl had a 10 for 19, was him, and Noel Vilbach was eight for 15 for the KLC blue bombers. And we don't have any defensive stats for them, but we do have, we had four sacks there for the Chilton defense. Uh, no fumbles, no interceptions is what I'm seeing, but yeah, Chilton, they go one and zero, And that those are your game recaps. So let's go now to the stats and standings report. And again, thank you to WSN for providing all the scores, stats and standings. So here it is. Standings now updated. We have two rivers, New Holstein, Keel, and Chilton, all one and zero in conference. And then we have Brilliant, KLC, Roncalli, Valders, all zero and one. And then we have for records, it's for overall records. We have three and zero our, is two rivers, two and one is New Holstein, one and two is Chilton, Keel, Roncalli, and Valders. Then zero and three is Brilliant and KLC. So those those are your records. I'll read them in a better order next time. It's just with one conference game in, it's it's a mess, is how it looks on here, but that's a, that's how it is. Let's go through some stat leaders and then we'll go to talk some baseball. So for passing yards here, no surprise, Justin Klinkner six forty seven, Max Miller then at three ninety eight, Landon Halupny here at three twenty one. So yeah, Justin Klinkner already has almost double the amount of passing yards as number two and three. So. He's over double there for number three rushing yards. Braden Reimer 378 Chase Mathias 373 Jared Gell 221 receiving yards. Noah Heinen from KLC is in the lead 234 receiving yards already. Jalen Paul number two with 158 and Xander pop with 157. So those are your stats leaders Again, special thanks W or to WSN here. Let's go then to some baseball here in Milwaukee Brewers. That's your high school recap. I guess actually that's not your high school recap. I'm missing something. We got to talk about – I got to pick my game of the week. I have not done that. I got to go through the matchups too, and there's some good games next week. So you know I'd be on the lookout watching these games, following them. Okay, so here's your matchups for next week. Sorry there for forgetting about this important part. Brilliant and Two Rivers. That's going to be something. Chilton and Valders, Keel Colley KLC New Holstein. So, Brilliant and Two Rivers. That's going to be an interesting one, um, right? I mean, Two Rivers has played some not so great competition at, to start the year. I think you know Brilliant's going to be. They're going to put some points up against TR, but you know, right now TR looks like it's going to be a three score game in favor of TR. Is just how it looks, but you never know. Still could be a good game there out in Two Rivers. Chilton and Valder's. So, Chilton is a squad I picked to go number two. It's a Battle of 151 here, and it's at Valder's. So, that should be a nice rivalry game there for both squads. Keel Ron is another game. Let's see how Ron can rebound after that big defeat to, to Rivers. And then, Keel, they get that win over Brilliant. Let's see how they do here at Roncalli. Ron Ron Rubik Field. KLC New Holstein's the final one. This actually. You might be like why are you picking back to back weeks of new holstein for the game of the week? I'm going to do it. I I am intrigued to see how this new holstein team performs to compare. Are they are they better than KLC? How much better? Because right now what we're wondering is, you know, if you're making going through the tiers, you're wondering where KLC, Valder's and new holstein end up. You're wondering where those three squads are. Maybe you can add brilliant in there. You're wondering how they will perform because it it feels like, you know, it goes two rivers Chilton and then keel That's like the top three or yeah, that's how I put it. And then it's like, okay, well, where, how do you go? Do you go brilliant new Holstein, KLC Valors? Do you go brilliant? KLC new Holstein Valders? Do you go brilliant? KLC Val, or do you go brilliant new Holstein, Valors, KLC? You don't, yeah, we don't know. So that is something I think this week will decide. So yeah, I mean, I I'd say KLC and new Holstein is going to be your best game to go to this week for Eastern Wisconsin conference football is where I'd go. And that's going to wrap up the EWC recap and preview here. So let's go talk some baseball. The Milwaukee Brewers have played terrible. I mean, as of late this past month, past two months, ever since the trade deadline, you might even say, and you would be right. So the record prediction, I said, I'm like, they're going five and two. We're going to start seeing the offense pick up. We're going to start seeing some great games and nope, no, nope, we did not see that. They go three and four was the record this past week. Terrible. They have four games against the Diamondbacks. They win one of them out of the four. Corbin Burns keeps getting destroyed here. He has not had great outings in the month of August and September so far. It's been a terrible month stretch here for him, which is alarming. It really is uh, the offense. So, other than the eight eight run or eight runs they put up on Saturday, listen to this. Zero on Thursday, one on Friday, one on Sunday. That's a combined two runs in a span of three games. How are you going to win some games here? I know they're facing Zach Gallen, I know, but come on, really? I mean, it's been a pathetic week. Also, you know, with the Pirates, um, which made it tough. I mean, you get two out of three at home, you'll take it, but those those two out of threes are not going to get the job done. In this last month, right now, with how it is, I mean, they don't have the tiebreaker when we get into the standings report against the Phillies, nor the the Padres. So it's it's going to be something. I mean, down the stretch, they have to play very well, like very very well, to, in order to make this make this happen. And it depends on how, of course, how those two squads play. But yeah, my rec- record prediction challenge was incorrect, as it's been frequently. I mean, I was used to be on fire on this because birds playing well. And they have eight games next week, a lot of games. So it's like, okay, how are they going to perform in these? This is how the schedule rolls it goes three games at Colorado at Coors Field. And then after that 210 game, so it goes 310, 740, 210, right? After that 210 game, what happens is this they had to go back to Milwaukee, and then they have to go play a double header. 310, and then whenever after that they against the Giants, two games against the Giants, and then they got to play a three game series against the Reds. That's eight games this week, so eight games in seven days. They're gonna have a, a needed off day then on the 12th of September. But is that gonna be is that gonna be enough? I mean, I'm, I'm concerned now with this squad. I mean, you have you have Cardinals, Yankees, Mets, Cardinals coming up in this month, and two those two games with the Giants. I should add, I mean, th- this is not an easy schedule. This is concerning if you are a Milwaukee Brewers fan. I said four and four, so I, I kind of have it like this. I got them, you know, ho- hopefully winning two games against the Rockies, maybe one. I'm a little scared of that Giants doubleheader. You know, maybe you win one of those, and then hopefully you take, you win one, you win two, of the Reds. I don't know. I just have a feeling this road trip is going to keep getting worse, and they might only win one game against Colorado. And then it's a matter of okay, you win what you split the doubleheader, and then you take two out of three, and there there's your four wins. Therefore, the Brewers. So standings wise, let's get into it. St. Louis Cardinals seventy nine and fifty five. This division was the Milwaukee Brewers. It was locked up. I mean, it felt like in July, June, it was like all right, it's gonna be the Brewers in it. They're they're cruising five games up. You know, then what happens is. Now we see an elimination number next to their name. 21 is the number compared to the Cubs, six Reds having the five and then Pittsburgh already be eliminated. But for the Brewers, they're eight and a half games back. I mean, this is incredible. The Cardinals keep winning. The Brewers keep losing. It's it's as simple as that. Plus 28 run differential. That is like, that is the worst out of all the teams in the playoff hunt by a a lot. I mean, that's, that's just how it is other than in the AL, but I'm looking in the NL. It's it's the worst, and that's just how it is. But, yeah, I mean, the Brewers right now only 70 wins. Let's talk about the wild card. So, as we know, top three squads, squads get in for the wild card, not the division winners. So, right now, it would be, of course, the Dodgers, Mets, and Cardinals are winning or leading all their respective divisions, and then it goes like this. Atlanta 84 and 51. They are 10 and a half up from the second wild card. San Diego, then 74 and 60. One game up on Philadelphia. Then the last spot 73 and 61. So the Brewers right now are two and a half back. But the thing is, Phillies, Padres both have tiebreakers. No more game one sixty three. So you think that two and a half, it's really three and a half. So you know it, it's really an extra game on top of it. So if you tie them, that that's cool, but they get the spot tiebreaker. They they do own. So they're in a really tough spot right now. The Brewers are. So they're going to make up a lot of ground. They're going to make it up fast. Are they going to do it? Who knows? It's not looking pretty. Uh, I'm, we're certainly rooting for them, but it is going to be a tough month stretch of baseball. Let's go to the ale for the fun of it here. Houston, 86 and 48. They have that one spot there. New York Yankees are eighty and fifty four now, so the Astros are six games up now. Times with time, you know, it's changed a lot. I guess is what I should say. The Seattle Mariners hold that top spots in the for the wild card seventy five and fifty eight. Tampa Bay seventy four and fifty eight. Tampa Bay's made a run a run for that division. They're only four games back, I believe, maybe or five games now. It looks like in the division. Toronto then seventy three and fifty nine. They're Baltimore then two and a half back from that, that next spot, and um, yeah, and then it goes to the Twins. So the Twins and the Guardians right now are dueling for that last spot, and yeah, Twins sixty eight and sixty four there for them. The White Sox sixty seven and sixty seven five hundred. They're seven games back. Looks like they are out of it there. But yeah, I mean those are, that is your standings report here for baseball. Again, that's gonna wrap it up there for the Brewers. We'll do a brief Packer talk here before we wrap it up here. We'll make it a little quick episode as yeah, we did have a college athlete spotlight episode that did air in fact. So really for the Packers, what I want to talk about is this we have week one coming up. It's September 11th on a Sunday there at Minnesota to face the Vikings. And um, yeah, that game is going to be on Fox 325. It's going to be a good game is, is really my, what I want to first, you know, start by saying, look, these are both squads that I think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be competitive in the North in that aspect. I do think the Packers will win it, but it's going to be, we saw the Packers came out week one last year at new Orleans. Not good. Not good. And I think that could be something we might see again this year. It's going to be tough to see, you know, who's all, if everyone's healthy, right? I mean, Mason Crosby, you had pads on, right? He was practicing first time with pads this whole summer, was the story, too. I did see. And otherwise, um, you know, Matt Schneiman, the, the athletic, got to credit him. He's a guy who, b writer of the Packers, he does a great job. We always like to highlight his stuff here on the podcast, but he indicates the following: he indicates there's going to be a special team emphasis on the initial roster. And that's what we're seeing right now. He's, Matt Schneiman points to. You know, with Rich Bisac with Rich Bisaccia being hired as the special teams coordinator. Uh the story is like he is gonna emphasize special teams here. And with that, I mean they, they have some players on the roster who are gonna see just we're gonna see on the field who are gonna really take care of special teams. Uh they, they signed 27 year old Rudy Ford, who is gonna be a guy who we could even see going to that special teams role is a guy and even Brian Gutekun said he recognizes him as a top special teams player. Again, thank you, Matt Schneiman. He, he credited him on, on the article. Of course, it'll be linked down below, but otherwise, right? I mean, other stories that Schneiman points to was only, only having two running backs with Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, As we did see Tyler Goodson was being a surprise wave on the roster. So that that was the other big story I wanted to highlight from Schneidman's article, right? Special teams emphasis, which he does point. We are seeing two running backs only Mason Crosby in pads, but we don't know about his status, how he's going to be ready for week one. A lot of questions there. It looks like he should be ready. My, I do have concerns for week one is basically where I am right now. And doesn't mean this squad, I, I do have them down for 12 and five is the record. So it's not like I'm saying this squad is just going to be out of it. I do think this first week will be tough. I think at Minnesota, we saw the Packers lose there last year. It's a tough place to play. really is. The crowd gets involved. We saw Justin Jefferson have himself a game. Look, year three, year three breakouts. It's a real thing in the NFL. So who knows? Justin Jefferson is elite talent Kirk Cousins see how he performs against the Packers but yeah then week two is against the Bears so that's something you can be like okay well if we lose week one guaranteed a win in week two is what they say we, we won't talk about game three which is at Tampa but you get the point we like that matchup there for the Packers in week two but and that's Sunday night football already that's 720 on NBC don't want to get ahead of myself too much but yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's all I had here for the episode. Got through everything here. Had a lot of fun here on this Sunday night. This was episode two I recorded, but be back here tomorrow night, Monday night for some fantasy football. We're going to be doing just the overall talk. Not like Dirty to Billy, not a lot of sports betting tied into it. Just talking fantasy football. That's how it's going to be. And look forward to seeing you there. So, that's going to wrap it up for myself, Drew Skyberg, on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you. Thank you, everybody. Good night.